Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Episode is airing on Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. This is Shannon. Hello, everyone. I'm here back with you for another author interview. Today, I'm sharing one that I did a couple months ago with author Rachel Harrison, where we discuss her latest novel, Such Sharp Teeth. Now, if you are looking for something happy and fluffy and joyous for the holidays, this is not <laughs> probably what you want to listen to. But if you're looking for a bit of a palate cleanser from the holiday romances or Hallmark movies or even like the holiday cozy mysteries, then this might work because we're going to talk about horror novels. So we will get into the housekeeping information and then the interview. And just as a reminder, during the month of December, we have no new release information. So you'll have to wait until the first Tuesday in January for that. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the Book Bistro podcast. Once there, you can post to our timeline. You can also message us privately. If you want a more social interaction, you can join our Facebook listener group, which is pretty quiet at the moment, though we are looking at some ways of possibly revamping it. If Facebook is not your thing and you still would like to hang out with us, check us out on our WhatsApp group. You can subscribe to that either by messaging us through Facebook or by sending us an email, and one of us will be happy to add you. If you're looking to get a hold of us via email, you can do that by contacting the book bistro podcast at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the book bistro podcast. This is Shannon, and today I am chatting with author Rachel Harrison about her novel, Such Sharp Teeth, which was released here in the U.S. on October 4th. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Can we start with a brief introduction to Such Sharp Teeth, which I think is a perfect title for this time of year? <laughs> uh, so Such Sharp Teeth is about Rory Morris, who is a successful fiercely independent woman in her late 20s who returns to her hometown to be with her twin sister, Scarlett, who is pregnant and recently, recently estranged from her longtime partner. So after about a week of being home, Rory runs into Ian, who was a friend from childhood who always had a crush on Rory, but Rory doesn't really do relationships. But now they're older. There's a little bit of a spark there. And Rory's kind of like mulling this over on her drive home when she hits something with her car. And so she gets out to investigate. And when she does, she is attacked by a monstrous creature. And soon Rory begins to experience some physical changes 
and those changes force her to reckon with some things from her past and um, contemplate a different future. Ooh, very scary. <laughs> it's a werewolf book, that... so that's yes. not a spoiler to say that the creature that attacks Rory is a werewolf, um, and her transformation is also into a werewolf. Oh, you know, shifters, you <laughs> you usually are um, uh, like infected from a bite. So yes, yes there's a lot of gnarly bite, body horror, et cetera, et cetera. This, like the way that you describe it, not so much in the plot, but just sort of the overall feel it seems to have, reminds me a lot of the return and sort of the the like body horror there. Yeah, it's kind of um it's kind of like if the return was maybe written from Julie's perspective. <laughs> um Ah uh, yes, yeah, yes. So um it is a bit I kind of describe it as being in between The Return, which is my first book, and Cackle, which is my second book. Um The Return is like capital H horror kind of sits a little bit more neatly in the genre and cackle is a bit more speculative. It has a bit more levity to it. It's not quite as scary. And I think such sharp teeth has some of the levity of cackle, but um, some of the intense body horror from the return. Yes. I, I will never forget like all the teeth just like yeah. <laughs> falling out in, in the return. I, you know, it's been a couple of years now since I read it and I still like always remember that teeth stuff like, oh, is yeah is intense. Like if you have a thing about teeth, like if you have one of those people who has dreams about your teeth falling out, or just like my husband has like a thing like that's like one of his fears. Like anything with teeth, he gets very sensitive about that. And so it's funny because sometimes I'll talk to people about the return and they'll be like the teeth, the teeth. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're a tooth person. <laughs> like, you you didn't make thing. your husband read those parts. No, right? no. <laughs> no, I'm not that cruel. <laughs> you know, just like lean into that particular fear right there. Yeah. <laughs> Read this great book I've written with all these scenes featuring teeth. Yeah, what do you think of this scene on page 200? <laughs> you have also recently released a novella, is that right? It's, um... If it's bad dolls, it's short yes. stories. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, okay. Yeah, it's it's four short stories. Um, and they were released on, uh, as audio shorts on September sixth. <laughs> it was like a month yes, ago. I, but it I saw like them. Two, <laughs> um, years ago. Um, and yes. it'll be an ebook. Um, it'll be released as an ebook on December sixth. So if, if so, people don't do audio, the ebook will be out. Did you do it as like an audible original or just um just audio first and then just audio first. So I okay. I do I also have while we're plugging things. Um sure. I do have an um an audible original short story called The Veil um which takes place in Oh, I like missed a, that one somehow. A living history museum and a woman works at the volunteers at the death house. Um, and she like dresses in Victorian, (laughs) in Victorian morning garb. And, um, pretty soon they get like a hearse to put outside. And like her job is to like dress in the times and explain like 
why they covered mirrors and funerals in those in that era. But um, when they acquire the hearse, uh, the hearse may or may not be a portal to oh dear <laughs> another realm. Um, that story, yeah, that was an Audible original, and that came out in July of 2021. Um, You've been busy. <laughs> I try to keep busy. That that's a good thing. The more you know, the, the busier you are, the more short stories and and novels in the world. I I have no argument with this. I'm trying to be on this cycle of releasing a book every spooky season. That's kind of what I'm I'm striving for. So um, yeah, and then I kind of come out of my come out of my grave every October and then just go right back down to write. To write another one, yes. Yeah, if I'm on this cycle, then I really only have to <laughs> emerge from my house once a year. If I'm remembering correctly, the return didn't come out around Halloween. No, the return year. <laughs> the return came out in March of 2020. Which was, yes, right around the mm, pandemic. Yeah, the first week of lockdown. So mm-hmm. uh, that was. <laughs> Not ideal, but, um, well, no, but that's a spooky season all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm on that. Now I'm on the October cycle and I'm trying to, trying to stick with it. That, that's a good month for you, I think. Like, yeah. <laughs> spooky, you know, book, you, spooky season. Sure. Sure. Cause then it's like you're, you know, so many people do that. They're looking for those books, even if they're not like straight up horror fans, they're looking for those sort of atmospheric, you know, fall books. Yeah. And it's always really nice when you're looking for those and there's like, you know, a bunch of them that are just coming out. Like you're not having to go back through a bunch of, you know, releases to find them. They're just kind of right there. Yes. But as a spooky, as a Halloween person, I would say it can be spooky season all year round. (laughs) It could be, yes. I think um, there are, there is something to like reading a scary book in October and like curling up under the covers. And there is something special about that. But I do think there's a lot of horror coming out. Um, There's a lot of really exciting things going on in the horror genre. And I think there's something for everyone and it can be enjoyed, you know, whenever there's some like really great, like spring horror and, you know, summer horror and, um, it's nice to kind of see everything that's happening and the variety that's out there. Um, and so I would just encourage people because I think horror gets a bad rap sometimes and people think of it as a, you know, maybe just blood and gore or mm-hmm. just gothic. And, you know, there's a really great spectrum of things out there. And so, you know, whatever your tastes are, I think there is something for you. And, um, and yeah, it can be enjoyed beyond if you get sad when Halloween is over. Halloween can be whenever you want it to be. I always say that there's nothing better than reading a really scary book in the middle of a blizzard. And if you live yeah. in the Midwest, as I do, um, you know, you could have some some opportunities for that. I'm in Western New York, so yeah, good half oh, of the year. Okay, East Coast, <laughs> yes, yeah. um, is blizzard weather, so you know, oh, yeah. even in April, I could be <laughs> reading a scary book during a blizzard. Nothing wrong with that. 
So do you have like a favorite kind of horror trope or type of horror that you enjoy reading? I think, again, because there's so much going on in the genre, there's like a really great variety and there's a lot to love. Um, Like if I want something a little bit like darker and gorier, Eric LaRocca, um, things have gotten worse since we last spoke. He's doing some really cool things. Yeah, he's his stuff is like very dark and very unique and like test your line. You're like how squeamish you are, um, which I think is fun. And then um, Alexis Henderson just came out with House of Hunger. Oh, my God, I love House of Hunger. Yeah, it's so good. And it's more of like a a gothic, sapphic, kind of bloody, atmospheric read. Um, And her first one, The Year of the Witching, um, has a little bit of like a dark fantasy bend, but it's also very good. Um, And uh, another good one. It's um, the Paul Bearers Club I'm obsessed with by Paul Tremblay, which is um, kind of like a, a punk rock misfit story oh, vampire yeah. read. And it's just very, it's funny and it's moving and it's scary. And um, it's another one in, in recent memory that I really loved. And This Thing Between Us by Gus Moreno, I just finished. And it's one of the most beautifully written, most terrifying books I've ever read. Um, like that book to me is like scary, scary. Um, Ghost Eaters by Clay McLeod Chapman is also very scary. So, but that's like that at my library. It's more of a like modern take on a ghost story. Um, Ah, okay. So again, like there's so, there's so much variety. I feel like, um, really whatever you're somebody's into like if you really love ghost stories there's so many ghost stories or haunted house books um yes. just like home by uh sarah gailey um there's there's sarah something gailey is amazing yeah um so it's hard to like pick just one thing in the genre that i'm <laughs> that i'm into because i'm into all of it so what about people who you know, kind of want to try horror, but are a little nervous about it. Like, what do you think about kind of like good, you know, beginners horror, if if you will? Um, So Cackle, which was, I wrote, (laughs) it was one of my books. I think that is like not super scary um, and is a good, like, get your feet wet book. Mm-hmm. And I like turn around. I I do this on every podcast. I'm like, I'm just gonna turn around and look at my bookshelf. Um, That's fair. Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth. Oh, Emily Danforth is um very fun and very well written. Um, it's illustrated, which and beautiful illustrations. Um, and it's really fun. But um, there are some scary moments, but it's not like super super scary it's not gory um it's really really fun so that's a good one um that one really surprised me because i you know knew emily danforth from um the miseducation of cameron post which was not you know supernatural was not spooky like at all except just in the ways in which you know human beings are terrible 
Um, and so I was really surprised when she came out with plain bad heroines as you know something that had that definite like supernatural spooky feel. Yeah, it's surprising, and I think, but I think because because of the it's kind of like a hybrid book you know it's not it kind of is yeah yeah so I think that's a good starting place for um if you're just getting into horror and then I, I also think um Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno Garcia is not oh my God. super terrifying um it's more atmospheric like there are it does get scary but I don't think the whole thing is like you know if you if your idea of horror is like it by Stephen King, like Mexican Gothic is not that. <laughs> so like, I think that's a good wet your feet into the genre book as well. Um, the ending of that book, like really, yeah. I know it's so <laughs> the ending of that book is to me, one of the greatest endings I've ever read. Yes. Um, I, I, I couldn't quite decide like how I felt about that after I was done. Um, but I think that one too is a good, like, you know, and I think it will broaden somebody's horizons if they they're afraid of of scary books. Because I mean, I'm I'm a scaredy cat too, and like now I'm I'm fully immersed in the genre. So I think even if you're somebody who gets scared easily, there's still a lot of horror books are. I would say the majority of horror books are not intended to scare you like there's more to them than Mm -hmm. the scares you know there's wonderful characters and there's humor and there's you know exciting plots and um it's more than just jump scares I would say I think a lot of times people think about like horror novels in the same way that they think about like horror films where you know people watch um you know, like Jason or like Nightmare on Elm Street. And now I have to be very transparent and say that I have never watched either of those things. But from everything I've heard of them, I don't get the impression that you have like a ton of like plot and character development, like over the course of those movies. Yeah. I and think, I think and that's where books are different. Um, I think, I mean, there are really great slasher like, I have an appreciation for slashers. I'm not, like, a huge, like, slasher historian. Like, some people are like, I've seen all of the, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Like, I, I haven't. Um, I appreciate them. Um, and I think there's a lot of great slasher books. Like, I would say Adam Caesar's um, Clown in a Cornfield series, great slashers. I enjoyed them very much. Um you have Stephen Graham Jones, My Heart is a Chainsaw, um, and like a slasher title if ever I've heard one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a that's a series too. I think the second one is Don't Fear the Reaper or some something the Reaper. It's escaping me right now. Um, also brilliant, and um, you have like Grady Hendrix, Final Girl Support Group. So if you're into again, like I'm sounding like a broken record, but there's so there's something for everyone in horror. So if you're into slashers and like slasher movies, those books are very satisfying. But even if you're not super into slashers, those books also have a lot to offer. Um, but I do think some people have that idea of horror as only being 
like Halloween, like the mm-hmm. movie with Michael Myers. And there's, and to be fair, like for a long time, I kind of had that view too. And what really sort of opened my mind a little bit to what horror could be was the movie, The Orphanage. Um, the director's J.A. Bayona and that movie, I was like, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful and moving and terrifying. And it really broadened my mind as to what horror could be. So I think in terms of like, like having an idea of what horror is, I think it, we can get like that with any genre, but, sure. um, I, th- I think even the stuff where I'm like, I used to be like, well, I'm not like a huge fan of slashers. There's still things that I can find slashers I can enjoy and things I can appreciate about them. And so I think when we open our minds up to anything, like I'm not a huge fantasy reader, but I've read fantasy books that I love. Oh, um, yes. So yes. in any, in any genre or any, you know, like I'm not a huge romance reader, but there's romance books that I enjoy. So as much as I'm like an advocate for a horror, I think in any genre, it's just such a joy to delve into genres that you might not might be skeptical of and find something that you love and just be so pleasantly surprised. So when you're not reading horror, what are you reading? Like, do you have kind of a a second sort of genre of choice or do you read kind of all over the map if you're not reading horror? I kind of read all over the map. Um, I do like, a, um, I don't, I don't know, like some of my favorite non-horror books of recent memory, um, Luster by Raven Leilani. Um, so happy for you by Celia Lasky. Um, the Upstairs House by Julia Fine. I think that's, it's speculative. There's some that kind of a ghost story. really creepy. Like, I, I have it, but I have not picked it up yet. It's not scary. scary. Okay. I couldn't tell from the um, synopsis. It looked like it could be. No, I I, it, I wouldn't. Dis- There's some, like, eerie moments, but I wouldn't say. It gets tense, but I wouldn't say okay. it's scary. Okay. Um, so I don't know, like. I don't know what you call those. Another, like, a favorite nonfiction in recent years, um, Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner, um, is a brilliant book. I can't recommend that one enough. Um, Another one that's sitting on my iPad that I haven't read yet. That is, is, it's, it's brilliant. Um, so I kind of read, those are some, I, I just turned around again and looked at my bookshelf as a reference, but, um, I am always a fan of people like consulting their shelves. Yeah. I'm just like, what? Cause whenever I'm asked a question on any, in any capacity, my mind just goes blank. I don't know why. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, you are not alone, but, uh, yeah, I kind of read all over the map. Um, but I like kind of like contemporary, literary not that genre books aren't literary but if, if no, I, things if that I had are, to category if I had to categorize them that's how I would categorize them right things that are considered to be quote-unquote literary fiction rather than right like genre fiction in in some way I, I can't always like decide how they 
how they make those determinations, but you know, someone somewhere <laughs> knows more than I do. Yeah. So what can readers expect next from you? Like we have more short stories, more like audio originals. What, what do we, uh, what can we look forward to? Um, so I am awaiting edits on my fourth book, which will hopefully be Ooh. out next October. Um, yes. And as of now, it's pretty spicy in terms of it being scary. Um, <laughs> I say that like, the darker my books are, the probably like better place that I'm in as a human being. <laughs> um, I think like such sharp teeth and cackle are pretty light. I worked on them both during the pandemic and not that things aren't bleak now, but like things were very, very bleak during that time. So I needed to like escape into something a little bit more pleasant. But like now that I think um, we're in, we're not in the clear, but in general, like, I've been able to see my family and my friends like I'm I'm a little less bleak mind space headspace so I can like get more bleak on the page without being like oh my gosh this is so heavy um so hopefully something that delivers on the scares and feels very um kind of like the return like capital H or um okay so still, there'll still be humor, um, but uh, I wanted to to test myself a little bit to like get like really back into the genre. Um, so that's what I'm working on next. Awesome. Well, unfortunately, October of 2023 feels like an awfully long way away, but we will have to patiently wait to see what your fourth book will be. Um, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to chat with me today and to let my listeners know a little bit about you and your books and also to just fill us with so many recommendations um, for all different like, types of, of horror. I love that. For just ra- my, my like the ramblings of a horror writer. <laughs> oh, you know, one of the best parts of what I do is asking authors what they've read or like what they want to read and you just get so many great recommendations like my favorite I'm always like oh I get to ask my favorite question now there's nothing for me I'm like you ask me about books I could as I did go on tangents but isn't there like nothing better than recommending somebody a book it's true and then they read that book it's the best it is the best it, it is like the, you know, another one of like the best things about having a book podcast. Like I just get to recommend books to people all the time. Yeah. And then it's they're like, nice. I read this book because you recommended yes. it. And it's just like, <sighs> it's like there's that magic of like matching a book yes. to a person. Yeah. Like knowing, you know, oh, like this book is, you know, perfect for like this individual person. I love like, it. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So can you let listeners know the best place to find you on social media? Sure. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Rach Face Logic, and I'm on Instagram at Rachel Harrison's Ghost. Ooh. <laughs> One of those Harrison's handles I created ghost. after I was a, <laughs> after I was an author. The first one <laughs> I created drunk in a bar basement when I was 24, as you can tell by the difference. 
And I have to ask, do you describe your Instagram photos? Do I describe them? Yes. In the captions? In the captions or the alt text, like for people who can't see the photos? Um, I have not done that up to this point because I'm usually only active on Instagram like two months out of the year, but I can start. Um, it allows people who either, you know, don't like process images well or people with visual impairments who rely on screen readers to actually know what an Instagram photo is. So if I see a photo on Instagram, my screen reader will say to me something like, photo may contain outdoor, two people standing, sky. Mm. And I'm like, wow, like I have no idea what this picture is because obviously like all the, the nuance is, is missing. Mm-hmm. So if people then will write, you know, like as a caption or Instagram has a, a feature that allows you to do alt text, then you can write in, you know, image description and then just like literally what what the image shows. OK. OK, yeah, I'm, I'm a little um, social media like behind on social media features ah, yes. and whatnot. So, I mean, I'm a bad millennial, so <laughs> that's helpful for me to know. I really, the only yeah. reason I have Instagram is um, for book stuff. So um, that is like helpful. people post pictures of book covers and they'll say, I read this book and then they'll post a picture. I'm like, great. Like mm. I have no idea what this book is. And so, so much of my, um, interactions with people on like the book portions of social media are these messages that feel very repetitive to me where I say like, what book are you referencing? I'm blind and my screen mm. reader cannot decipher the text from the image or, you know, cannot like describe this photo. Mm. And so it, it tends to be um, useful for just all kinds of, you know, all kinds of reasons um, for photos to be, at least, you know, described to some degree in, in actual words. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. That's very helpful You're for welcome. me to know as somebody who's not super active on Instagram. So um, thank you. You're welcome. You can, if you Google like image description and Instagram or um, how to, you know, how to add alt text to an Instagram photo, there are a couple of like pretty good tutorials that can kind of walk you through it. And I, I don't think now I don't take pictures and I don't post pictures. So I can't say for sure, but I don't think from what I've heard that they're very like difficult to, to follow. I have it up on Google. So. Oh, awesome. I, I will definitely look into this more. Cool. I'm glad there's a, a feature. Yes. Yeah. Twitter started to do it. Facebook, Instagram, it's becoming, you know, a little bit more mainstream. At least I, I try to tell myself that it is when I have to ask, like, a million yeah. times a day. Um, oh, but I, I keep saying, you know, it's it's better than it was. Like, some people are actually describing images. Well, the more people who are aware of it and aware yes. that it's it's helpful, yes. um, I think the more people will catch on. Um, that is my hope. Yeah. That is uh, my hope. Because I, I was unaware, so I appreciate you educating me on it. You're welcome.
outcome. It, it is part of my, I, I started realizing, you know, when I asked people like how, where they are on social media, that, you know, I had no idea how accessible people's um, stuff would or wouldn't be to me um, unless I actually went and like looked up everybody's profile, right. which you know, I'm not likely to do. Um, but if people tell me that, you know, yes, like I do caption or I've started, you know, using alt text or whatever, then it makes me as, you know, a social media user like more likely to like look that up. Yeah. And engage in the content mm-hmm. because it's more accessible. Yeah. Yes. It's important. So this has been a discussion with Rachel Harrison, author of Such Sharp Teeth, which was released in the U.S. on October 4th, and lots of great horror recommendations as well. If you are a horror fan, this interview should be right up your alley. Again, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful to talk. like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.